Hello, and welcome to Mori Mori Tambo, a guide to that non-Tokyo life in Japan. I'm Asia, and I'll tell you what it's like to live outside of a major city in Japan. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first Mori Mori Tambo podcast. I'm your host, Asia. And I'll be telling you about what life is like outside of a major city in Japan. Now, if you were anything like me those many, many years ago, I decided that I wanted to come to Japan. But my idea of Japan was Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, you know, all those major cities. I was so determined that I was going to live in Tokyo because I was going to do all the things that any junior high school kid wanted to do. Like I was going to watch anime every day. I was going to read manga. I was going to go to all the cute little cafes. I was going to do all of that. So you can imagine my surprise after many, many years of me working hard and applying for a company here in Japan that the company put me in this small town called Hitachi Nakashi and Ibaraki. I had never even heard of this place before. Um, it's a small town that just has rice fields. Just rice fields, like, that's it. So here I was in my new apartment, my green apartment, living pretty close to my school, and the closest food supply I had with me was a convenience store. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty far out there, like, especially since I didn't have a car or a bike. So that made life a little difficult for me. I was officially in the Inaka zone, which Inaka just stands for countryside. So I was really surprised and this was not going the way I wanted it to go. But that's okay because... What you're going to find out, this happens a lot to us foreigners here in Japan. We have big dreams of Tokyo and city life only to be put in the middle of a rice field. And when I say this happens a lot to us foreigners, I really mean it. Because after living in Hitachi Nakashi for about two years, I decided to apply to a different company that I thought would put me in a larger city since the company itself was based in Nagoya. So I went through all this trouble and I took a train all the way down to Tokyo and I did my interview for my next company. And I was so excited because I got hired and I was like, yes, yes, I'm finally going to leave this Inaka. I'm not going to be a country girl anymore. And then I got my assignment and I just ended up in Gifushi, which is another countryside in Japan. Um, here in Japan, we we've English teachers are pretty much helpless to um, what area <laughs> we can be placed in. Our companies have areas that are open for us, and we just pretty much have to pick which area we would like to go in within that selection. So here I am moving from one countryside 
all the way down to another countryside. But it wasn't so bad because it's Kifushi isn't as small as Hitachi Naka was. So uh, yeah, I was a little more entertained down here and I met some friends and things were fine. And here's the strange thing about it. Um, during all my time here in Japan, I've actually became less of a city girl and more of a country girl, more of a Inaka girl. <laughs> I guess eventually it won me over because um, I would, I would take trips to Tokyo and Osaka and places like that. And then I just found out that it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. Like I'd gotten used to living in the countryside. It was just um, so much more peaceful. And I liked it. I didn't have to worry about being shoved into a train. I didn't have to worry about all the noise that happens morning, noon, and night. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, I mean, living in the countryside isn't that bad, you know? So I'm just here to tell you guys what it's like to live in a countryside. You know, give Japan, give the Inaka side a chance. And I'm going to tell you about all the wonderful things that you can do here. Let's start with the most basic. The first thing you're going to notice here in the countryside is that your money goes much further. You can get yourself a large apartment for about $500, maybe $600 a month versus you can get yourself maybe a studio apartment for the same price in Tokyo. And mind you, it's not going to be a very nice one. I currently live in a two-bedroom apartment, and I'm paying a little less than $600 a month. Now, that is just not happening in Tokyo. It's not. Uh, I went up there with one of my friends. She came to Japan for a visit, and we decided to go to Tokyo. And we went and did an Airbnb. It was a very nice Airbnb. And it was only a studio apartment, but that studio apartment was about $800 a month from what I could see on the website of, a pl of renting a place that is comparable to that. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't imagine paying $800 a month for this little itty bitty space. Like you could just literally like take three steps from the balcony, like to the kitchen. It, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm definitely not down for the, you get a studio apartment for $800 of your hard earned money. And this is a topic for another episode, but we English teachers here in Japan do not get paid that much money. So I'd rather not be spending more than 50% of my monthly paycheck just on my apartment. So yeah, that's a good thing about living in the countryside. More space for your money. Um, a next one also involves money, but it involves food. So depending on where you live in Japan, most areas have like a specialty food. So here in Gifu, the specialty food is persimmons. And when persimmon season comes, like 
there's just so many and they're so cheap. Fruit here in Japan is god awful expensive. Like, I don't even understand why fruit costs so much in this country. Even the fruits that are like locally grown, like, they're not even imported from outside of Japan. They are all grown in Japan, and you're up there paying so much money for this little itty bitty fruit. Like, for example, if you want a watermelon, a nice size watermelon, you're paying like $10 for the watermelon. And I mean, yeah, they taste good and everything, but $10 for a watermelon? Come on, you're kidding me, right? But if you live in the more countryside area, that price can go down, especially if you have a farm right up the street. So always think about how much money you're going to spend on your day-to-day needs, and it's much cheaper to live in the countryside. Another great thing about living in the countryside is the people. So the people in the countryside tend to be friendlier. Now, I'm not saying that in Tokyo they're not friendly. If you approach them and you ask, of course they're going to help you. But I have not experienced in any city, uh, especially Tokyo, where someone will just come up to you and introduce themselves and just wondering who you are and trying to get to know you. Like here in Gifu, we, as in me and my friends, we've had this happen many times. Um, There was one time when my parents came over and we were all just standing in the bus stop waiting for the bus to come. And this elderly gentleman, I, I guess he was surprised to see so many foreigners. And I think at that time there was how many of us? About, let's see, it was me, my mother, my father, my friend, and my other friends. So yeah, five foreigners um, standing at a bus stop which I guess must be a very rare occurrence. He just came over and introduced himself politely and he was like, hey, what are you doing here? And so we proceeded to tell him that, oh, I live here and these are my parents and they came to see the city and he was just so happy, like so happy to see people visiting his city, this little country area and there are foreigners here and they're interested in our city. Wow, that's great. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome. That you don't you don't get that in Tokyo. You don't get that in other major cities in Kyoto. You don't get that in Kyoto even though that's their main business to sell their cultural experiences, but they're more like, "Yay, welcome, welcome, welcome. When are you leaving?" <laughs> like that that's the impression I get of Kyoto. You can fight me on that if you want, but that's what I've experienced in Kyoto. Um, so yeah, the people here are friendly and even at work, your coworkers are friendly too. Since this is a more countryside area, I will go to work and there's like a bag of fruit on my desk or a bag of vegetables on my desk. And I'm just sitting here like, well, where, where did these come from? And as it turns out, one of my coworkers would have a garden or a farm and they have extra crops. And so they just give them out to you for free. I mean, come on, free food. I'm, I'm loving that. Like I've not known anywhere else to where you can get like free food. So that's another benefit of living in the countryside. Like the people are just friendlier. 
and let's add some more. Just I'm just gonna be this is gonna be my final one. So my final one is if you're really into the Japanese culture and you really want to learn, it is much better to live in a more rural environment because there are less foreigners down here. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that. I'll explain that. So as the foreigner, as the outsider, sometimes we tend to want to group together and make our own little bubble of where, you know, the foreigners will just hang out with each other and we don't really separate out to go and see what Japan really has to offer. And but if you live here in a countryside, well, you're going to have to really get to know the community. And that's a wonderful thing. Like your Japanese language skills will improve a lot faster because there's definitely not as many people down here who can speak English. It's improving, but there's still the chances of meeting a Japanese person who speaks English fluently is pretty low. But that's okay, because then that gives you a chance to improve your Japanese. And then on top of that, once the people around you see that you're really trying your best to get to know the culture, they're very warm and welcoming and they will tell you about their culture. They will tell you about things that you would probably never get to experience or know by living in a large city. So I highly suggest you give living in the countryside its fair chance. I mean, once you get down to a countryside and you find that you genuinely don't like it sure fine that's that's fine that's completely your thing you do you you know but I actually found that I changed like I wanted to live in Tokyo you know I wanted to be you know oh, it's anime time and everything and all that crazy stuff you know kids that's just what kids do I don't do that now I don't play video games and go crazy over comics now no I don't do that at all yeah, okay. <laughs> I still do. I still do. But I found that my true personality is better for the countryside. I am not a Tokyo girl. I might be an Osaka girl, but maybe, maybe for a week or so, then I have to come back to the country because there's too many people and I just can't deal with it. So yeah. And with that, that brings us to the end of the first episode of Mori Mori Tambo, the podcast. If you want some more of this Mori Mori goodness, you can find me on Facebook under Mori Mori Tambo, as well as Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, Jane.